Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. The topic today is the state of the banking industry, and we're speaking with Guillermo Kopp, his Executive Director and Global Research Fellow with Tower Group. Guillermo, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you, Tom. It's a pleasure. Earlier today, we heard from President Bush and government leaders outlining part of their rescue plan for financial institutions. I'd like for you to put this in perspective for it. What does it mean to the banking industry? Uh, Tom, this is much needed move. It's uh, all about restoring confidence in the banking system, in the financial services system as a whole. Uh, you know, uh, the financial services system is been hurting from the uh, subprime crisis. So this move by the government is injecting capital into banks to make sure that they can respond to the liquidity needs of the, the moment. And um, I would point that uh, this is an interdependent uh, system. So it's very, very important to ensure that uh, uh, banks don't hurt because um, they enable the functioning of the economy. And uh, there's uh, systemic risk. There's interdependencies between banks and uh, between banks and uh, commercial companies. So, if anyone was to fail, a big one, uh, it would create an knock-on effect on uh, the other banks and in the, on the underlying economy. Well, you make a good point there about the banks and the interdependencies. I wanted to ask you, what are the ramifications for institutions of all sizes, both from Wall Street and from Main Street? Uh, first, uh, there's been like a, a controversy between uh, Wall Street and Main Street. It's uh, one or the other, and I would say it's both and. The two work together. The, the two are interdependent. Like uh, Wall Street provides credit to commercial, industrial, uh, media companies, uh, government entities, you name it. And uh, that credit needs to come at a, a, a fair price. And, uh, you know, the financial services systems, uh, the banks, enable economic growth. So to the extent that uh, that financial capacity is available from, Main, uh, from Wall Street, Main Street can grow. On the other hand, as uh, economic momentum in Main Street uh, drives uh, the economy further and uh, uh, enables job creation and expansion, uh, there's an opportunity for banks, financial services companies, to take part in it and then at a reasonable uh, premium benefit from everybody's growth. Uh, what we're seeing is because of... Uh, the liquidity crisis, you know, uh, trading in complex derivatives instruments and having capital in the form of assets that are uh, today don't have a certain value, uh, then um, liquidity came to a stall. There's uh, less availability of credit in the interbank system. There's less credit available for commercial and industrial companies and for the public in general, and therefore a big, a big danger that the overall economy may hurt. Now, you've worked in banking institutions. How can banks and credit unions now go about reinforcing customer confidence, which we've heard is so much in, in danger? Yeah, um, 
banks and credit unions, uh, financial institutions in general, have a business that is predicated on trust. If you wish, customer confidence, investor confidence. Now, trust has been damaged because the financial services system had uh, a major uh, shock uh, given the liquidity crisis. And um, uh, there's, uh, there's, there's been concern whether deposits are sure, whether uh, loans uh, would, would still be there, whether uh, you know, consumers have access to credit, companies have access to credit. So to the extent that uh, the capital injection translates into an availability of funds and uh, a guarantee that the funds that customers deposit with institutions will be there, uh, progressively uh, there will be uh, a rebound of confidence. At this very moment, there's uncertainty in, in, in the market. Too much volatility in the financial system has impacted on the well-being of uh, companies and individuals. So that has hurt the trust and, and the confidence. It will take time to restore it. And I would say that it's not just the capital, it's also the behaviors, uh, you know, the, the credibility of the, the leadership teams in institutions, what they do in the form of uh, uh, looking after customer service, what they do in, in the form of walking the talk and making uh, reasonable credit uh, available and uh, also um, financial responsibility and accountability showing that um, banks, in spite of all the troubles, can still perform. And one of the challenges as uh, earnings get announced uh, in the next uh, few weeks, and uh, probably earnings are not going to show so much of a pretty picture when it comes to banks and credit unions, uh, at the very least put in perspective that they have the, uh, the support, the financial wherewithal, to uh, move further and to move forward and uh, to, um, you know, come out of uh, this uh, liquidity crisis in good health and uh, continue fulfilling the role of enabler of global economic growth. So as they do come out of this liquidity crisis, what do you see as being some of the top spending priorities of banking institutions in the coming months? Well, one thing that we uh, saw very clearly is uh, the ability to provide better risk management and financial reporting, more transparent, more granular, uh, really understanding the interdependencies between risks like liquidity risks and credit risk and market risk. And uh, uh, that is prompting uh, in more sophistication and, if you wish, technology upgrades in the banks. Uh, we in Tower Group have found that uh, there are uh, other priorities in, in the technology spending uh, categories that are equally important, you know, like uh, uh, predictive analytics uh, that supplement the, the analysis. Um, another example is uh, technology advance is relentless. So we see a lot uh, happening in the world of uh, electronic delivery channels. You are very familiar with uh, the Internet as a delivery channel and how companies outside financial services have been tapping uh, 
vehicles like uh, social networks uh, and, and, and other creative uh, deliver, delivery models uh, to reach uh, out to customers. So, and, and uh, information security is an enabler, a key enabler of this uh, uh, electronic delivery capability. Now what we see is uh, with broadband connectivity, uh, banks uh, finally embracing the uh, mobile delivery channel and uh, uh, this is likely to continue. Particularly, um, we saw successes in uh, high growth areas in, in an international markets, but it's also picking up speed uh, in the U.S. Um, so anything to do with uh, integration and modernization as well, you know, the ability to pull data together, to feed uh, risk management analysis, customer intelligence analysis, uh, the analytics that uh, uh, get uh, banks uh, to work smarter. Um, another area where technology plays a, a big role is uh, as uh, we see a lot of consolidation and uh, rationalization of uh, duplicative technology resources, is uh, the use of uh, virtualization uh, technologies, of, or if you wish, integrated architectures like SOA. And, and in that vein, the use of business process management tools, BPM, as a driver of uh, restructuring and re-engineering business processes to gain better efficiency. Um, I just published uh, a report in Tower Group. It's called the Tower Group uh, Top 10 um, and it looks at business uh, drivers across the industry. And we also have analysis that go in detail for every vertical, like retail banking, for example. And, and those enlists, what are the business drivers, what are banks doing in the form of strategic responses, and what are the technology needs that address those uh, strategies. And, and most of the top ten technologies uh, are the ones that I just mentioned. Now, obviously, there's been a lot of, of, of regulatory focus on vendor management this year. What do you see as the future of outsourcing with banking institutions in the near term? I would say in, in the near term, uh, it's going to be a mixed uh, agenda, and, and the reason for that is uh, there's so much consolidation happening in the industry. Uh, so uh, uh, many banks are, are busy with just that. Uh, and the agenda is mixed because outsourcing continues uh, with uh, strategic force. So in spite of the overall uh, downwards momentum in IT spending, uh, third-party services, outsourcing in particular, are seen by many banks um, as a solution to pull the efficiencies. And uh, in many cases, it's very hard to consolidate technology resources under one umbrella. So a third party uh, fulfills the role of a catalyst and, uh, you know, uh, uh, getting the best of breed out or, or at the very least offering banks a way to immediately offload the fixed technology cost and uh, trade it for some variable cost that the uh, outsourcing companies pass by to the pass back to the banks. Uh, so the net effect in, in the short term for the bank is a reduction uh, in the overall technology spends, and the gain for the outsourcing vendor is with the ability to effectively consolidate and rationalize resources, push 
the technology cost even further down. Also, the advent of new technologies facilitates that. Uh, I mentioned virtualization, for example. That's a resource that many banks uh, have been pulling. So um, the, the outsourcing movement will continue. Uh, the, the only offset to uh, the double-digit growth that we've seen in past years is that the overall spending in the industry is reducing for a while. And that tactically, in the short term, Many banks are going through the pains of uh, mergers and deciding what remains and what goes out, and they, are not made, uh, they, they may not all be ready to make an outsourcing decision at this moment. Makes sense. Guillermo, one last question for you. With the announcement today of the, the rescue plan, we saw nine major institutions named as recipients of this initial investment of this initial investment in the banks the question becomes what are the other 8000 banking institutions in the in the United States what are they going to see from this investment that's being made in banks yeah uh, tom that, this is important uh, the announcement today focused on the multi billion dollars you know 25 billion dollars here 20 billion dollars there that go to the big names but by the same token uh, the U.S. government, the, the Treasury in particular, have uh, the wherewithal to invest in smaller institutions, and they have announced that they will communicate uh, a package later on. Uh, the, the big uh, issue here is the ability of the government to maintain a, a fair playing field. Like, it's easy with the big ones because uh, there are few of those remaining, so it's a matter of... Uh, uh, deciding what goes uh, into whom, uh, making sure that uh, they are all qualified to receive and willing to receive, and just making it happen. In the case of uh, the 8,000, maybe 10,000 smaller institutions out there, uh, th there needs to be some sort of uh, criteria and rules, because uh, I would say that uh, one of the goals is that uh, the injection of capital be used productively. Uh, to the earlier point of Main Street and uh, Wall Street, what you want to understand is that uh, uh, that help, that financial help, doesn't go in just securing the financial results of a bank. Uh, you want to make sure that it's uh, passed on to the economy, that is passed on to companies, that is passed on to consumers. Um, so uh, once those criteria are well established, uh, then it's, uh, it's going to be a straightforward job of saying who gets help. Now, um, another challenge there is the auditability. And, uh, you know, the, the big names that are getting help now uh, have been working at uh, disclosure and, and making a, 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 a more uh, accurate uh, reporting of uh, their financial condition. Um, in, in, in some of the smaller institutions, they may not yet know what they don't know, meaning some of the, the holdings that they believe are okay, or some of the customers and companies they are doing business with and they believe they are okay, uh, when push comes to shove, they may not be in such good health. So, uh, the big surprise is, uh, not going to come, uh, anytime soon. I think it's only when uh, auditors get to uh, look at the financials from smaller banks that some surprises may come to light. So part of the, the government uh, criteria needs to make sure that uh, 
companies receiving those funds are in, quote-unquote, good financial reporting health. Guillermo, I appreciate your time and your insight today. Okay, well, thank you. Uh, it's been my pleasure. We've been talking with Guillermo Kopp, Executive Director and Global Research Fellow with Tower Group. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.